Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast, Inner Monologue, with me, Olivia Neal. I thought today we could talk about failures, because usually failures is something we kind of like hide away from, we shy away from, like, we don't want to think about it. I mean, like, anytime, like, I have a failure, I think about it every single night before I go to bed. I, like, actually really struggle to sleep, because, like, I don't like thinking about things in the past and times I've failed, because like, that is the only thing I think about at night, is, like, like, if I accidentally say you too, whenever the waitress says, like, have a good meal, like, things like that, I will be thinking about it over and over again at 3am, so I have to go and sit on TikTok for, like, two hours every time before I fall asleep. Like, I went on holiday recently with my friend Tilly. We both forgot our chargers because we both relied on each other bringing their chargers. As so we had no charger, I didn't have any charge on my phone. Falling asleep was horrible. I was like, how do people do this every night? Like, how do you stop the voices? <laughs> like, my voices are just going like 100 miles an hour talking about failures. I just feel like they're a bit taboo. So I thought today we could share them with each other. Maybe we'll learn something. Maybe we'll like talk about how you move on from failures and how you learn things from it. This episode is brought to you by Amazon Prime. You know Amazon Prime is not just a shipping subscription, right? It's got everything, including streaming TV and movies on Prime Video. And of course, Prime's fast, free shipping. Go from watching your favorite shows to getting your favorite things. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com slash Prime to get more out of whatever you're into. So I am actually recording this podcast from my bed in my family home in Belfast also if you hear a little bit of a squeak and clear this podcast please just bear with me because if you're like an OG and watch my YouTube from the very start you might remember one of like my first videos was like kind of redecorating transforming my room it was a crazy transformation I basically just went to Ikea bought two shelves and a bed and like that called it a day but I got like a lovely bed from Ikea it was sturdy it was made of wood there was no creaking going on and then, like, remember I got my house in Belfast. I was like, oh, I love this Ikea bed so much. I'm going to bring it to my house in Belfast. I'm going to sleep in it. So like, I, I actually moved that bed to my house in Belfast. But then my bedroom was empty. So my mom, like, gave me this bed that she had. I don't know if it was in the garage. I don't know why my mom had a fucking spare bed. Like, who has a spare bed lying around? But my garage is, like, actual carnage. I, I don't want a garage ever growing up because if it, I guarantee I'll turn it into what my mom turned our garage into. There's, like, 12 bicycles in my garage and no one in my family cycles. No one ever has cycled. I, I genuinely don't know the last time I cycled the bike was. And for some reason, we've got like 12 bicycles, a fridge freezer that's like kept filled with like frozen bolognese. I don't even think anyone eats bolognese, especially not frozen. Who is eating frozen bolognese? Not anyone in my family. Like a fucking spare bed. Like it's just, it's just an absolute mess in there. So anyway, this bed appears in my room and I came back like to visit my family and I was like, okay, like new bed, slay. Listen to it. Can you hear that? <laughs> it's chaos. So you might hear a little bit of a creak every now and then. You're just going to have to bear with me because I have to fucking deal with it every single night when I'm trying to fall asleep. It's so annoying. You wouldn't be getting freaky in this bed, that's for sure. Anyway, I'm actually home for a funeral. I had a funeral today for like a really close family friend, which actually sucked. Obviously, funerals are not fun. It was kind of like in the first funeral I had ever really that's such a lie I have been I've been to like two funerals before one for my granddad when I was really young and then one for my great granny because she died like of old age it was like a really really nice like it was more of like a celebration of life because she was very old she was like 101 or something like she had made it to 100 like I feel like that was probably her goal yeah it was just like a, a more of a celebration of life but um this wasn't really like that this funeral today it was really really rough it's just you know like when 
actually like, everyone always says like you know like when you see your dad crying it's just like it just sets you off I don't really get that because my dad's a very emotional person like every time he watches an audition on Britain's Got Talent that he likes he cries his eyes out and then obviously no one else is watching it with him because no one else watches Britain's Got Talent like it's 2022 who's watching Britain's Got Talent and he pauses it re- rewinds to the start of the audition calls the whole family into the kitchen and makes them watch the audition again while he sits and cries again like he's a very emotional man my dad he's amazing but he is very emotional so I'm not I'm kind of used to seeing him cry but my mum's a very like catholic woman like she's very like sturdy like if you if you broke your arm she'd be like grow up olivia i I love her like she can be emotional sometimes but like i genuinely could cut like one hand how many times i've seen that woman cry so whenever i see her cry it's just like very sad but it's also like obviously it's such a such a sad situation anyone passing away um but it's been like a very nice like couple of like days like funeral um what you call it like funeral not activities but like you know when you have like a pre-funeral and after funeral like it's everyone just like telling nice stories and all but um basically it was like a catholic funeral and none like me and my brother and sister were never christened or or baptized is that what you call it baptized like my parents just never did that to us it's like we don't have any religion and this was a catholic funeral and at the catholic funerals they is it they make communion you know when you go up and you eat the bread and the wine or whatever so this happened during the funeral. My brother wasn't sitting with my family. He was like sitting with all, he was sitting with all his friends, a couple of like pews ahead. Is that what it's called? A pew? I literally have no idea. I have nothing. I've like, I've never really been to church, but anyway, he was sitting a couple rows ahead and <laughs> everyone started getting up to make communion and everyone on my brother's row, like must've been like Catholic and like got up to start making communion. And my brother had no fucking idea what was going on. Like as if my brother knew what was going on. So he got up and like, like walked up to the front to make communion. And my mom was sitting there like, oh my God, sit down, like, like sit down, Matthew. <laughs> and like, he couldn't hear. But apparently it's like sacrilegious to like make communion if you're not baptized. I fucking didn't know. And Matthew didn't know either clearly because he went up mid communion. So my brother's in his religious era. <laughs> but yeah they're, like it's it's not nice it's ooh, I really don't like funerals and I hope that I don't have to go to any soon but I'm really glad to be home I mean I wish I was home under better circumstances but it's just really really nice to spend time with my family and my family friends and my friends and it's nice to get home nonetheless but I thought let's why not just brighten the mood a little bit and talk to you guys I actually love talking to you guys it really just makes me happy I hope it makes you happy too listening to it I literally feel like it's free therapy I honestly am using you as a therapist right now because I've cried so much today I asked you guys on my Instagram for this podcast to like send in like your failures and what you've learned from your failures and how you've moved on and you guys sent in all all, lots of stories I really enjoyed reading them (laughs) I enjoyed reading them actually that sounds really mean because it's like because sounds like I'm making fun of your failures and I'm not doing that it's just thought it was very interesting reading what you like people think is failures because like some people like I don't know everyone just has different perspectives on it and like like seeing what you guys learned from it and how you moved on I found really interesting but anyway before I get stuck into your failures before we dwell on your failures I thought we could like dwell on mine I this like this just came to my head like as soon as I like decided to do this podcast on failures like the first thing that popped in my head was like something really recent and like I haven't like literally told anyone this I think I've told two friends basically Okay, so remember I told you that I went to Greece with a boy did I tell you that I feel like I told you that I said I yeah I went on the holiday with a boy we were in Crete in Greece and you know what else is in Crete? Malia. And we were like staying about like an hour away from Malia and we were like fuck it do we just like go to Malia like I haven't been the last time I went to like a strip was like when I was 17 in Albufeira like in Portugal like I literally haven't been to like a what do you call it's more like it's like a very Brit Brits abroad strip you know what I'm saying they are 
disgusting but I love them so much like I literally like that was one of my favorite holidays in the world was Albufeira whenever I was 17 well, obviously because I was 17 and like all these clubs were letting me in with no idea I was like this is the fucking heaven on earth but yeah we had decided to go to Matlia one night really randomly it's like, kind of weird to go to a fucking Matlia strip with a boy that you're saying but anyway we went and we got really really drunk we did loads of raki which is like the greek national liquor I guess you could call it like, you know like limoncello is like for Italy well that's like raki to Greece anyway we did loads of that we're absolutely very not we weren't paralytic because I was still like conscious of what I was doing but on strips if you've never been before there's a lot of tattoo parlors because like everyone's drunk and everyone wants to get tattoos like I have heard some horror stories where people are getting like tattoos and they've been paralytic on the strip anyway there was lots of tattoo places and I don't really I don't I've said before I don't have tattoos like I just I'm not really into tattoos I kind of like them on boys but I just, like, I don't really I don't think I really notice them. I, I don't really feel any emotion towards tattoos. And that's why I haven't got one. It's not like I hate them. I just like, I don't really feel anything. It's like, why would I get one? But then I did a, like a bucket list podcast. And like loads of people were saying they want to get tattoos and stuff on it. And I was like, maybe I should just like fucking get one. Like if I get one on the bottom of my foot, no one's ever going to see it. It's so me and this boy were like, should we just be like, oh, I, the thought of matching tattoos, like I'm so against them. Okay. Especially if you're only been seeing a boy for a couple of months, like that is just the stupidest thing in the world. Even if someone's been going out for like three years, I'm like, do not get a matching tattoo with someone like, are you joking? Or like, don't get a tattoo that means something. Cause like, like you're like in, inevitably going to break up someday. Like just don't get a matching tattoo with your boyfriend if you're listening to this. But anyway, we were like, should we just get a matching tattoo? And I, obviously I was like, yeah. <laughs> No, it was actually probably my idea. But we basically went to this tattoo parlor on the Malia Strip and I got his like his initial on the bottom of my big toe and he got my initial on the bottom of his big toe. And like, it's kind of funny, right? Because it's like, it's on the bottom of our toes. No one is ever going to see that. And like, it's it's just like, it's a funny story to have, isn't it? Maybe you shouldn't have gotten each other's initials. Maybe you should have got like a funny, like a funny thing or like something that's spelt out something funny. So like, if we break up, we don't have each other's initials tattooed in our foot. But um, the reason it's a failure is because a week later, no, I think it's been two weeks. It's gone. It's not, it's not there anymore. I don't have a tattoo on the bottom of my foot. It fucking rubbed off. Like, is that, like, is that, I didn't even know that was possible. I mean, the girl at the tattoo place was like, it's not going to last. Like, it's on the bottom of your foot. Like, it's not going to be able to heal. And I was like, ugh, shut up, it's a tattoo. Like, of course it's going to stay. Two weeks later, it's gone. How crazy is that? I mean, like, definitely a really, really good thing. Like, I'm so actively against matching tattoos. I don't know why I suggested it. And like, I'm kind of sad because it was really, it, it was a funny story. It was something funny to look, look back at. And like, whenever I show my friends, they're like, oh, you stupid bitch. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's gone. It was an epic fail. I do not have a tattoo in the bottom of my foot anymore. Also, by the way, his is rubbed away too. I will actually, his is only half like rubbed away. So he does have like a faint O on his foot, which is kind of funny because now it looks like he just got one for me, which I love. Girl boss. Um, but I'm sure his will rub off in like two weeks. My problem is I, I don't really like wearing socks. I hate socks. The second I get into my house, well, the second I get into my house, every every single piece of clothing is coming off me. And we talked about this recently. I love being in the nude. Like I, <laughs> especially socks. So like people who like keep their socks on and walk around the house, I'm like, you are tapped in the head. Like, why are you doing that? But because he wears socks all the time, I feel like his foot isn't rubbing against like the like surfaces as much as mine are. Like my feet are always just squeaking away. Like, or if I have to go to the shops, I'll put on like my slides. Cause I told you I got my new, did I tell you I got like Yeezy slides? And they are the best things I've ever bought in my life. Like they are the most comfortable things. I also thought they'd be like 200 quid. So I was going kind of like, oh, I'm not going to get them ever. But then I found out they were 60 quid and I was like, okay, I'll try that. Try it out. Got two pairs because they were that comfy. 
literally cannot recommend them enough. But yeah, I feel like that those slides like did not help. Like they definitely like helped rub off my tattoo. Someone else said I got 20% in my Mars test. I learned that I'm not as good as Mars that I thought. That was definitely like a big like feel for me as well. I like didn't struggle in school at all up until I was like 17. Like I always just like was one of those people who just breezed by. I didn't do one piece of revision. Don't know how I did it. I must I, I must have been naturally smart at one point. And I I I give myself credit. I'm not like I I think I'm intelligent. Maybe. No, I'm doubting myself. Anyway, um, I was like, I was good at school up until I was 17. But the thing that I, I just, I regret every day. I did my GCSEs and I did night before revision for every single one. I just read the books. Like I didn't have to make notes. I literally just read it and it was in my mind. And I got like five A's, or five A's in my GCSEs. I did really well. But because of that, I thought like, okay, well, this is just it for life. Like I'm, this is amazing. Like I'm such a lazy person. And the fact that I can get away with like doing the bare minimum and like reaping the awards, like I'm going to do this for everything now. So then my next exams after my GCSEs for my AS levels, my physics AS levels. And I was like, easy, like reading. I'm going to read the textbook the night before. Sweet as. Got a D. And I was like, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so maybe this is like life telling me that I, I can't do this anymore. I still don't think I have ever actually learned from it or moved on. But like that was like the first time I like, properly failed at school and was like, oh, fuck, like, Maybe I'm not as naturally gifted as I thought. Like maybe I actually do need to put in so, some effort. But then I never really got the chance to redeem myself because of COVID. So I actually don't know if I'm smart or not because COVID just ripped that away from me. I also think like that was whenever I first started posting YouTube and I was like, fuck school. <laughs> like, I'm going to be a YouTuber. Like I don't need my A-levels. Like what's physics going to do for me? So I feel like I stopped putting in effort and like I just like my attendance dropped. And, you know, I actually really, really regret that. Mm, do I? No. I don't know why. I'm just saying that because I think I'm sounding like a really, like, good role model if I say that. <laughs> I just hated school so much. And, like, like everyone's like, oh, I wish I could go back to school. You couldn't pay me any amount of money to go back to school. And I just, I just sound like I love my friends so much. But just for some reason despise it. But I think school is so important. I can't stress that enough. I really think anyone, if they can, should stay in school until they're, at, like, 18 like it just it does it you know I always think well like in school it's in England it's very common to leave school at 16 I didn't really realize that until I moved over but like a lot of schools like end when you're 16 and then if you want to do further education you have to go to a college I genuinely think it's crazy because like a lot of people we know a lot of people aren't like don't have the choice like a lot of people have to like start working at 16 because they need the money and stuff so like so like privileged of me to say this but like I just like I I don't think at 16 I would have been like mature enough to like be able to go in the real world like me at 16 to me like leaving school at 18 was like a completely different person like I am very very glad I stayed in school until I was 18 but I do regret not putting in any effort into my revision whenever I was in upper six because I well you know what I actually came up with three B's it's not terrible but it's just it, you know what it's just buying average isn't it <laughs> I feel like I could have excelled. I think I did the worst out of my brother and sister, which is just so annoying because I'm so much smarter than my brother. Like my brother's so stupid. <laughs> He's not so stupid. Bless him. I feel terrible. But like he was a rugby boy. Do you know what I mean? His head had definitely been banged a few times in those scrums. This episode is brought to you by Etsy. Sound the gifting panic alarm. You need to get an amazing gift. Wait, no, the perfect gift. Relax. Now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. 
Gift Mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting, so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a housewarming gift for the new homeowner or a birthday present for the pickleballer, Gift Mode has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. This episode is brought to you by Amazon Prime. You know Amazon Prime is not just a shipping subscription, right? It's got everything, including streaming TV and movies on Prime Video. And of course, Prime's fast, free shipping. Go from watching your favorite shows to getting your favorite things. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com slash Prime to get more out of whatever you're into. Someone said the worst thing is when you're sure you're right and your friend is wrong, but you're proven wrong. Is this a, I guess this is a failure because it's actually happened to me. I was in Park Life um, last weekend uh, with a few of my friends. My friend Tilly was there and she had this Charlotte Tilbury pillow talk lipstick. And I actually don't use the Charlotte Tilbury pillow talk lipstick because it's a bit light for my lip shade. I just use the, oh my God, I use the pillow talk lip liner every fucking day. It's my favorite thing in the world. Like I don't shout out about it, but like if you're ever looking for any lip product, get the Charlotte Tilbury lip liner. You don't even need lipstick. I just put that on with lip balm. It's my favorite combination in the entire world. I wear it every single day. I actually recently, I don't know what what this has turned into, sorry. I recently got the um, Charlotte Tilbury lip liner in intense pillow talk. Also amazing. Put it in the corners of my lips, you know, give it a bit of depth. Incredible. Can't recommend enough. But yeah, my friend had the Charlotte Tilbury lipstick and we were like leaving to go back, like back to London because it was in Manchester. We were like leaving to go get the train. And she was like, have you, did you just pick up my Charlotte Tilbury pillow talk and put it in your bag? And I was like, no, why would I do that? I don't even wear Charlotte Tilbury lipstick. And she was like, mm, I think you did because it's not here. And I was like, I like looked at my bag. I was like, it's not in my bag. Look, like I don't have it. Why? I, I have not stolen your lipstick. And she was like, uh, okay. And I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then the other day I was packing to come to Belfast and I like turned over my bag and her Charlotte Tilbury lipstick rolled out and I was like, fuck. <laughs> I still haven't told her because I just feel so terrible about it because I was fully like, why would I steal your pillow talk? <laughs> like, I was like, such a fucking bitch. I mean, I was like, like deathly hungover and like just couldn't be fucked to look properly. And it was there. I had stolen it. I'm a thief. That actually reminds me of a time I was in, um, this is crazy, this story. There was basically a girl in my class who bullied me at the start of school, like whenever I was very young. Fucking, oh, I, could, I don't like speaking about her. But basically, I, I grew up with her like from the age of five until we left primary school what is that, like 11? And I got an iPhone when I was in P7. So I was, what do you say? I was 11, 11 years old. I got an iPhone. I was absolutely buzzing. I thought I was the actual shit. In fact, I was the shit. Like I was one of the first people because I got it for my birthday and my birthday's in September and a lot of people got um, iPhones for their birthdays that year. But because I was September, I was one of the first birthdays. So I was able to get mine like quite early. So I, I remember I had this like bright green phone case with a Nike tick on it. It was like from like eBay. It was just a knockoff Nike uh, phone case. And I brought it into school and 
was like, I, I shouldn't take it into school. There's no need to be taking an iPhone into school whenever you're 11 and none of your friends have phones. Like, and I, I, was, I wasn't texting anyone, but I brought it into school. I think I was just showing off because I thought I was the shit. <laughs> and I, I remember at break time, I like took it out of my bag like secretly and like showed like people sitting beside me. I was like, guys, look, and we were like playing games on it and stuff. And then I put it back in my bag and then at lunchtime, I went to get it out and it wasn't there. Now, at this point, like that iPhone was like, the equivalent of like three million pounds to me like I genuinely thought it was like the most like expensive like valuable in the entire world but it was like it like for an 11 year old to get an iPhone like that's pretty fucking crazy it's kind of normal now but at the time it just felt like insane and when I couldn't find it I thought like the whole world had just like collapsed in on me I was like oh my god I just got like winded I was I burst into tears and like I, you're not meant to bring phones into school so I was like kind of terrified as well so I eventually like my teacher saw I was like wailing and was like girl <laughs> what is wrong with you and I was like someone stole my phone and obviously no I, no, I said I've lost my phone because uh, like my first thing was not like an 11 year old child has stolen my phone like that was not my first thought so Everyone thought I'd misplaced it or like that some accidentally someone had moved it. So the whole class went into like a frenzy and we all like started like looking behind the bookcases, like taking out every single book, looking behind it. We were like picking, everyone was emptying their bags. Everyone was just checking everywhere. Like then the cleaner got involved. Mrs. Lamb got involved. Mrs. Lamb was like looking at everyone. She was like shouting at everyone being like, if anyone's got it, like you need to give it back and all. No one could find it. It was an absolute mystery. Anyway. I had to go home that day. Like my mom had to pick me up. <laughs> I was iPhoneless. Like, can you imagine how fucking angry she was? Because at this point, no one had even considered that someone had stolen it. Because then that night, right, this boy in my class, who was my friend and who was a lovely boy, and I, I, I don't think he stole it because I think there was actually justice served. But this boy went home that night to do his homework and like turned his bag upside down, and my bright yellow iPhone fell out of it. And he just shit himself. He felt how I felt whenever Tilly Charlotte Tilbury lipstick fell out of my bag. Because like, he was like, shit, everyone's going to think I stole it. But basically some girl in my class, the one that was a bitch, stole my iPhone and then put it in his bag and framed him. And then a couple months later, she did the same thing to this other boy. Well, she took, she stole a boy's Kindle and put it in her locker. And obviously she's a fucking suspect now because she stole my iPhone. So Mrs. Lamb, the cleaner, opens up her locker because we had lockers, but they didn't have any actual locks on it. So we're really good lockers. Well, it was not a good fucking like hiding place for your loot, but she, they found the boy's Kindle in her uh, locker. So yeah, that is a weird anecdote. I don't know how I got into that story. She was just a little thief at 11 years old. Crazy. The drama. Okay, someone said, I failed gymnastics. I fell off the beam and broke my ankle. You know what? This exact same thing pretty much has happened to me. Basically growing up, okay, I was very very lucky my mum and dad were able to like put me my brother and sister like in the extracurricular thing I know not everyone gets that chance but they were very lucky and I like I I basically saw I'm really ungrateful but I know I'm speaking with a lot of privilege but I just like wanted to tell you my experience but basically my parents put me and my brother and sister into a lot of like extra sports and like drama and all this kind of things like we had like every like something on like every day of the week but basically my brother and sister like went first because they were older but they got put into gymnastics and they were amazing at gymnastics like they were in the Northern Ireland squad for gymnastics. They were both so good. Like they would do like fucking 12 minute planks. And like my sister was allowed to get her ears pierced if she could do this certain gymnastic move. That now I look back at, I'm like, how was a fucking 10 year old girl doing that? That's crazy. But anyway, they were like in gymnastics like seven days a week. Uh, and then they, I was old enough to go and I was just shit. 
I was so shit. Like I couldn't fucking touch my toes. It's still, I'm still so unflexible. And like, I just, I couldn't get my head around it. I was like, why are they so much better than me? Like, why am I failing at this sport? So then I just quit because I was so bad. Well, the thing is about me, like if I start failing at something, I quit. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a quitter and it's so bad. Like I, I, th- I honestly think it stems from whenever I was younger, just quitting every like sport that I ever started to feel that because then like, I got put in swimming, quit that. I got put in tennis. I wasn't good enough. So I quit that because I just felt like embarrassed. Like, I don't know. I, maybe it was because I, I didn't want to like disappoint my parents and like being the like mid one, it just wasn't good enough. I, they didn't put a lot of pressure on me. I think I just put a lot of pressure on myself. My brother and sister were so good at everything. And then I got put into running and I actually was like pretty good at it. Like growing, like when I was younger, like I was like w- winning the races, like winning the cross country races. I wasn't like, I wasn't like a sprinter, but I was quite good at like long distance. It was like always between me and this other girl in Northern Ireland, like who would win. And I felt like amazing. And I was like, oh my God, there's finally something I fucking good at. And then, you know, like just how you like, you get a bit older and like, like I just wasn't I must have just not been a natural runner and I started to like drop the ranks a little bit like I wasn't I wasn't winning anymore and I like I couldn't hack it I was just like oh my god I'm, I'm this is I'm not the fucking best anymore I've, I'm feeling like I need to quit and I quit and I quit dance and I quit hockey and I quit everything because I just I just became so fucking mid at everything and I just felt like, I don't know. I like, that's not a fucking problem. Like you should, you should always do sports for like, for fun. Like you should, like it, it shouldn't be a competitive thing when you're like 14 years old. But I was just like, oh my God, I'm so shit. Like I'm quitting. So that was like my mm, experience feeling at sports and just quitting everything. I think like athletics, like, like kind of put that in me. I had this coach who was like an ex place woman and she was it, it was intense like I don't know how it was allowed and she's pretty sure it's still going but like she like she will coach the very good runners and she'll like take them like to a separate p- training place and like when when rain or snow like we were running around those like pitches until we threw it up and she was screaming at us like she wouldn't she'd be like really angry at you if you didn't do well in a race so like that's where it kind of came from like if you're not good enough you like quit like I, that's what I, I got in that mindset from a very young age and uh, no, it's still like that. And I just, I feel like I'm very hard on myself still. <laughs> like, I'm just like not nice to myself. It's been quite bad recently. I just like, I I, I think it's kind of taken its way and it's like insecurity now. Like I'm just like, like the other day, I basically got like the most amazing like brand deal of my life. Like I basically like got, oh, what did I say? Like it was like commercially used. Like I was in a shop and like on, on an ad and I went into the shop to like go see it for myself I was also really ill but I I didn't like how I looked in the photo and I nearly started crying and had to walk back out again like how fucking like how am I like like taking away from this like amazing opportunity like because I'm fucking self-conscious I was like oh my god everyone's gonna see that like I'm so fucking embarrassed I feel like I look terrible I'm like I had to like check myself for a second. I was like, can you just be fucking nice to yourself? Like every time, like I, I, I can't look in the mirror when I'm getting out of the shower because I'm like, ew, you should not be eating like a bowl of pasta diet for your dinner. I mean, I do it anyway. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I just avoid looking in the mirror at myself sometimes, like recently. I just have not been feeling good about myself at all. But I I don't like having those thoughts. I don't like being like, Ugh, like you need to go. Like I have like really bad, like you need to go on a diet thoughts. I don't actually listen to them like, I, I don't actually do it like I trust me I eat more than I should but I just like I've struggled to have like like kind thoughts about myself I feel like 
there are times I do have kind thoughts about myself like if I mostly like work accomplishments I'm like oh yes like I secured that like so good but I don't know I definitely need to work on being kind on myself because it's been from a very young age if I'm like don't if I don't think I'm doing very something very well or I don't think I'm like the best I'm like oh you're shit quit (laughs) like not fun but we we, we all failed at sports but that was like literally about feeling like gymnastics we've all failed at sports someone else said failed every talking stage and and I hate men because of it honestly same well the thing is like my talking stages always turn into relationships so I guess I didn't fail but the relationships always fail but doesn't every relationship that's not true actually I know people that have been in relationships for like three years and they're still going they have not failed I just like in the past haven't been with someone for like over six months like I just and it's definitely it's completely I, I feel like it's my fault like at the time I completely villainized the boy and I'm like ew like I hate them and then I, I break up with them and like try and cast like them that it's their fault but I, at the end of the day I think it's mine I think like I think I seek validation from men like for the wrong reasons I I I because I don't know I don't really know the reasoning behind it I haven't dived too deep into it like as to why I seek validation from men because at the end of the day I think I genuinely do like I cannot be single like I cannot be on my own like I think maybe because I'm I'm maybe okay, not me having epiphanies on the podcast but like I think maybe because I'm not that kind to myself I need like a man to be kind to me not a man like <laughs> like just specifically men but like like obviously like if you're seeing a boy like it's a bit of like an ego boost and like if they like give you like most boys well any boy you're saying should be giving you compliments like I feel like I feel good about myself if a boy wants to like be with me so maybe that's why I'm always seeking male validation oh my god wow this is really is a therapy session isn't it but yeah I just like so I think sometimes I go into relationships for the wrong reason like do I just like the validation like do I actually like that or do I just like the validation do you know what I mean I don't know Good chat, guys. (laughs) Okay, guys, I'm now going to pop off. Um, Guys, I keep putting on an English accent. I put up like a TikTok recently and I was talking in the background and everyone's like, she's lost her accent so much. So what I'm going to do, actually, I'm I'm going out for dinner tonight with my family, friends and my family, and I'm going to make sure my accent is really, really strong because I feel like when I spend a lot of time with Northern Irish people, my accent gets really strong. So in the next podcast, my accent's going to be completely different. You're not ready for it. But anyway, thank you guys for listening. I feel like this was a really good chat. Do you think it was a good chat? I feel like it was. Anyway, <laughs> um, I will see you guys in next week's episode. Love you. Bye. Inner Monologue is a Spotify original podcast produced by Spirit Studios with Raymond Tanner as my producer. Make sure to follow Inner Monologue so you never miss an episode and don't forget to DM me your questions for next week. Lots of love, Olivia.